Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to our first ever StreamYard event here on the Bullpen Podcasting Network. As you can see on the screen, I'm your host, Rob Fontenot, and he is Thomas Chavaria. Tom, what's up, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is it is draft week in the NFL. There are 32 hopeful teams hoping that Thursday night they're going to get their hands on a prize prospect that they can groom into the next great somebody. And... Right now, it looks like the Texans got two bullets, so I'm looking forward to it. All right, I want to start with Vegas odds. I read a story about John McClain. What'd you call him? The General. That's the his General. Is that because of the the car insurance? No, no. Oh, I think it's from something right. else. But if they were smart, they'd get him. So anyway, he talked about the Vegas odds on who will be the second overall pick in the NFL draft. And there's no guarantee that it's going to be the Texans because you said Nick Casera said he would trade the, trade away the pick if he had to to make the team better. But the number one odds, can you guess who the number one odds are to be the number Is two Is it pick? fair that I know who the number one odds are? <laughs> yes. I want you to say his name. His name is Will Levis, the quarterback that's, that's, from yes. the University of Kentucky. Will Levis. I always want to call him Will Levis or – I never say his name right. That's why I wanted you to do it. I gotcha. All right. For some reason, I'm way over on this screen. I kind of am too. Kind of need to center. There we go. <laughs> All right. There we go. I think that's good. All right. So he's he's he has the best odds to be the number two pick in the draft, whether it's the Texans or not. Second best odds, Texas Tech's Tyree Wilson. Yeah, Tyree Wilson's a very impressive defensive end out of Texas Tech. Some people in some mock drafts have him falling all the way to 12 where the Texans can select him. It just depends on what people value. If it's playing for a big-time program, if it's the size, strength aspect, he's got all the measurables. It's just a question of do you believe in playing in the Big 12 where defense is not a strength? Can this guy translate the way Will Anderson or Jalen Carter that both played in the SEC where defense is like the forefront of that conference. 
All right. Number three is Anderson, Will Anderson from Alabama. Will Anderson is a freak athlete. He's a little undersized, and I think that's the only knock on him, but amazing at pressuring the quarterback. And everything screams, you know, number two pick. It's just a question of who's there, if they're after a quarterback, if they're after an edge rusher. He's definitely going to be must-see from day one, I, in my opinion. Number four, C.J. Stroud. That's who a lot of people think the Texans will pick first. C.J. Stroud is is definitely a top-tier quarterback. The questions are if he can translate the, some of the success he had in college to the pro game. He took an S2 cognitive test, something that all the quarterbacks take uh, recently over the last, I think it's like five or ten years, and he scored very poorly. Those scores got out, and now people are starting to question if his uh, ability to process or make split-second decisions is going to be good enough at the next level because that's what that test is aimed at when you take it. Number five, Bryce Young. I think he's going to be taken first, so I don't even know why he's on here. I think but you that, never know. I think that is the reason that he's on there is because if for some reason he does not get drafted number one overall, which would shock basically the world because he's the guy. He's been the guy all season long in college that everybody thought would be the number one overall pick. The only question is his size, and you've seen it in the league where – Another Alabama Alabama quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, got just absolutely beat up this past season. And concussion after concussion, he contemplated retirement. So when you take an undersized quarterback, that's one of the risks that you get. I mean, injuries can happen to anybody. But being undersized with some of these big, fast, crazy uh, defensive ends, it's, it's a scary prospect. And you saw some really vicious hits on Tua, and you really just don't want that for a guy like Bryce Young. So... That's I think that's kind of what shies people away. His ability to play, he took the same S2 uh, cognitive test and scored amazingly, so he processes really well. I think he's going to be the guy at number one. All right, we got a comment. Let me see if I can show this on the screen. There we go. Gary. <laughs> he said, taking bathroom selfies with your shirt off is not a guy you want to be the face of a $4 billion franchise. You have to ask yourself, would Herbert, Mahomes, Lawrence, Burrow, or Jalen Hurts do that? So, and, and Gary, we appreciate the question. But in the, in the grand scheme of things, you really only care about what the guy does on the field. If And, and I'll give you a perfect example. Patrick Mahomes is a monster. He's, an abs- he's going to go down to one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. If you know anything about Patrick Mahomes, his wife – and his brother are not as desirable, uh, uh, I guess, faces that are that are in social media. You see his brother Jackson dancing all over the place. His wife's acting crazy. Those are off the field things that were like you may not like personality wise. Nobody questioned Patrick Mahomes on the field. So while I don't believe they should be running around taking selfies in the bathroom either, it's not going to matter if the guy performs on the field. Number six, Anthony Richardson. Did I say that? I got a little sidetracked. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, Anthony Richardson out of the University of Florida. The knock on him is he's just so raw. He only played, 
I believe, 15 games one season at the University of Florida. So he just doesn't have the experience at the college level to then turn around and go to the pro level. But he's got, again, freak athlete, all the measurables, uh, scored really well on the S2 cognitive test. So that's something that, that bodes well for him. He can process really well. The question is, is just, is it going to be too fast because he just hasn't had enough time under center at the college level? So if he's the sixth, if he has the six best odds of being picked number two in the draft, from the time we started talking about this, his he's really risen up. Absolutely. Some people didn't have him going in the first round at all. And then he absolutely uh, had an amazing pro day and then an amazing combine where he was making uh, beautiful deep ball throws. Sometimes he misses the short ones, but just the way he's built, he looks like a guy that can do it with his arm and his legs. So I believe he could be somebody that climbs up draft boards, maybe a top 10 pick. All right. Rob Franklin says, I look good. So I appreciate that. All right. So this is the uh, next subject. Mock draft. Connor Zimmerly had a mock draft. I don't really know who this guy is. I just was Googling mock drafts. And this is for the Texans. This is what this is what he says the Texans are going to do. I don't know if this is what he thinks they should do, but we'll talk about it. And I want to get your opinion. Trade back to four with the Colts. I know you're not a fan of that before we even say it. Take Texas Tech edge Tyree Wilson with pick number two and get Will Levis at 12. What do you think about that? If you can get Will Levis at 12, the fear is that the Texans come away without a quarterback, and that's arguably their greatest need on the draft board. GM Nick Casero did a fantastic job plugging a lot of holes in free agency so that the Texans would be allowed to draft the best available player. However, the one glaring hole that he wasn't able to fill with anybody that you really want to start day one opening day with was quarterback. You're looking at uh, a quarterback room that only includes Case Keenum and uh, Davis Mills. Neither of those guys you feel confident in as a quarterback, maybe a backup, sure, but not as an opening day guy. If Davis starts week one, it's probably because they draft a guy that's a project and you hope they don't do that. But if their defense is good, if they, if they, if they protect him, maybe you can go back to Davis mills. He's probably not what a lot of fans are going to want to see though. Would you be happy with this? I think it's pretty good with, because what? there's cause with this getting Tyree oh. Wilson and, and Levis. Cause like, I don't think they I don't think this could happen. And that's and that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I don't think everybody it's possible, would, but it everybody, would be awesome. Everybody would be happy if it went that way. I just uh, one, I think Tyree Wilson at 2 or I guess 4 really isn't the in in a lot of people's mind, at least myself anyway. I would rather have Will Anderson. I would rather I might even have, rather have Jalen Carter because both of those guys lit it up in the SEC where Tyree Wilson has the has the like I said the measurables, but in a in a league where they don't play a lot of defense, I just don't know how well he'll translate. If they get him at twelve and they draft a quarterback at two, I'm probably okay with that as well because those other two guys are already off the board. All right, got to say hi to Tyler. What's up, Tyler? 
How you doing? All right. The next next on the list is what should the Texans do in the draft? Should they stay at number two and draft defense? I guess it really depends on what's available in trade. We won't know this till after the draft, so it's really hard to answer that question like on the spot. If you told me they could trade back to four and they could trade back to six or whatever the case may be, somewhere in the top 10 and come away with an extra first round pick if they're not in love with uh, CJ Stroud at two, I'm probably okay with that. If you're going to tell me they're going to get like an extra mid round pick, like a third round or something like that to move back to four, to move back two spots, I'm probably going to be upset because you just saw what Chicago was able to get to move back to, was it seven? I think with, with Carolina. So they got, they got a huge draft haul. So it's going to have to be pretty similar to that in my mind. Rob Franklin. That's what he says. Uh, Will Levis is going to. I mean, it's possible. Uh, I, I know Indy is definitely going to draft a quarterback in, in, in my opinion, just because they're in the exact same boat. The Texans are, Neither of the guys currently on their roster project or look like opening day starters day one. Okay, should they draft a quarterback? I say yes. Oh, I think they will. Absolutely. Where they draft it will be the interesting question. I can't imagine a scenario where the first round ends and the Texans haven't grabbed a quarterback at some point. Trade back and build assets. If you can. That's always a good look if you can. The thing, the thing that a lot of people are going to say that kind of speaks against that is, well, the Texans already have 13 first or not first round picks, but they have 13 picks in this draft. So how many more picks do you really need to accumulate before you start really grabbing some of this top tier talent? It's, it's fine if, okay, I'm able to grab the guy that I really like at a later pick, but when you're passing up some of these guys and you have so many holes, it's really going to be hard to answer that. All right. So overall, pick number two, do you say defense or quarterback? Gun to my head, I'm probably drafting the quarterback just because they de- they desperately need one. Which one, I don't know. And, and I don't necessarily care which one, if it's the guy they feel that, that gives them the best chance to win. If they go get Anthony Richardson and they, and they want to build around him, I'm fine with it. If they go get Will Levis and they want to build around him, I'm fine with it. In, in, in the end, it's going to depend on that coaching staff to be able to take his strengths and use them. So where CJ may look great, he may go to Indy and be a bust because they didn't use him right. Same way the Texans drafted uh, – David Carr and they didn't protect him and he got sacked 76 times in, in the first season. And he Remember was out those of, commercials. Yeah. Where it'd be like him in a center and then the defensive line. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that guy had all the talent coming out of college. He was, he was not can't miss, but pretty close. Didn't matter if they didn't use him properly. What did I think about this comment from Gary? I think if I think the Texans are going to be too good I don't think they'll be this low in the draft next year to get Caleb Williams. The well and and that's probably true. But 
they're going to have their pick plus Cleveland's pick. I believe that they're going to have enough draft capital mm. that if they wanted to trade up, bundle those picks together if they think Caleb Williams is the guy. I mean, a lot of people think he can't be – he's he's a can't-miss guy that if you don't get a quarterback this year, you're tanking to get him next year. But there was, there was guys this year that nobody saw coming. Nobody saw Will Levis coming. I mean, so, sort of. But Anthony Richardson came out of nowhere. Hendon Hooker came out of nowhere. Those guys could all be really good quarterbacks too. All right, next subject. Five players who the Texans could pick at 12. Number one, wide receiver Jackson Smith, Nigba. Jackson Smith and Jigba is arguably the best wide receiver prospect in the draft. The problem for the Texans is that he is a slot receiver and they already have slot receivers. What they really need is an outside guy, a big body guy they can throw the ball up to and let him go high point it. That's not what Jackson Smith and Jigba is. He he looks a lot like uh, Mechie who's already on their roster. So that's the the only the only problem with making that pick there. Other than that, if you if you told me they were going to get C.J. Stroud at two, I would probably look to pair him with his uh, his college buddy at mm. twelve, and let them grow the same way Cincinnati uh, grabbed Joe Burrow and then Jamar Chase, and their chemistry is amazing. You can just see it. Defensive back Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Another defensive guy, he's he's probably the top-rated cornerback in this draft. The Texans already have a really good quarterback. They spent the number three pick last year to get uh, Stingley. And I think while I'm never going to argue with building a defense because I think the great teams always have a good defense, I don't know if you want to use your, your, your draft capital early on for that when you've got half of the football field kind of locked up with him and Petrie, it's not a bad pick. It's just there's probably other holes that you could probably use 12 better than a corner. Edge rusher, Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Edge rusher is absolutely at the top of my list, whether it be a two or a 12. I think it's very important that they get one because they don't really have a, a guy on their roster right now. They've got a bunch of good edge rushers now, but not great. And I think you really need a great edge rusher to be able to put pressure on quarterbacks because in this league, you've got some of the best quarterbacks. If you can't get to them, they pick you apart. What do you think about Gary's choice here? Drake May's not a bad choice either. Uh, I, I, I wonder if he'll be there is the question. I could see him getting picked maybe a couple spots before that. All right. So here on the, uh, Fans First Sports Network, they did a mock draft. And I was driving, and I really didn't know who was there and who wasn't there. But I picked this next guy at 12. And my reason behind it, and you'll hear it on it's some it's gonna be on some podcasts, and I had to I had to record who I picked and why I picked him. Lucas Van Ness from Iowa at number 12. I was like, hey, Big Ten, J.J. Watt, Big Ten, <laughs> Edge. Maybe he's the guy we need. Maybe maybe that's it. It's tough. I, I mean, 
a lot of the times those guys get drafted. If you remember JJ's draft, and uh, if you remember JJ's draft, a lot of people didn't understand the pick. They some people booed it. He was good, but not great. It was it was a, a high pick to take. Um, I I just don't know. I just don't know. That's the one guy that people are people are picking for the Texans, and uh, we'll see. Oh, and to get to Gary's thing real quick, when I was talking about Drake May, I imagine he's going to be like a third round pick, maybe. I just don't know if he'll be there when the Texans pick. I don't think he'll be an early first round pick. I don't think he'll be at 12. I mean, I wouldn't take him at 12. Let's put it that way. I'm sorry. All right. The final guy is your boy from the University of Texas, Bijan Robinson. Bijan is probably the most interesting, uh, I guess, player in the draft. He is. Because, because he's elite. He's probably the he's probably the most elite running back that's come out in the last couple of years that I can think of. He can do it all. And it's just going to be a question of which team feels I need to take this guy. And, and, and he's mocked all over the place. Some people have him at 10 to the Eagles. Some people have him in the top five. Some people at the end of the first round. Running backs are weird in the, in the sense that some people don't believe that you should use your premium draft capital on them because they're, they're, they're plug and play sort of. And that they're also like, you know, the, the, the lifespan of a running back is really short. You know, once they hit 30, it's basically time to go time to, time to move on. So I think B John is great. I'm a huge Longhorn fan. I I'd love to see him in a Texan uniform, even though there's already an amazing running back that already runs for the Texans. I, I I'd split the carries and just run the ball 40 times and go 20 and 20. Some people wouldn't like that. I don't know how much that would translate, but ah, okay, okay. We'll see. I have to look into Drake Bay then. We shall see. Because I thought he was coming out this year for some reason, and I thought he was like the sixth quarterback. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right. So let me hide that. All right, so anyway, that's it, Tom. That's it for this show. Our sort of first live stream. I mean, this is like a real one. The other one was practice. I think we got it figured out. Uh, thanks to all the people that came in and watched and and commented. Hope we did good. I think I think I kind of got the uh, feel for it now. I think we can. I don't know. I think we did pretty good. Absolutely. I mean, when you start doing stuff like this, there's always going to be, you know, some growing pains, trying to work through some of the kinks, try to get our get our our stride worked out. This is a really good setup with StreamYard. This is our first time using it. So definitely a lot of things to play with. Love the comments. Really appreciate Gary coming in. Big uh, time. Caught, caught me caught me slipping. I definitely didn't have a Drake May set up ready to go. Appreciate that. Uh, we'll get better as we go forward. Yes. So anyway, yeah, like I know I, I know I said thank you for your comments, but what an addition. What an addition to the stream to have someone come on, even if they're just saying hi to us or whatever. But if you have 
comments. I think uh, Rob Franklin had a comment. What was his name, Gary or Greg? Uh, you're gonna have to tell me. I don't. I don't have it. I thought I mean, it was Gary. Gary, right? Yeah. Yeah, Gary. Gary, great comments. Thank you for contributing to the show. Anyway, do you have any final thoughts here on the Texans? No, I know we'll we'll probably get together draft night or something like that. Uh, be looking for us then. Definitely looking forward to discussing which way the Texans went, which way the league went. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of things that happen. I know the GM came out and said this may be the most unpredictable draft to date, which is kind of nervous, kind of kind of nerving, kind of exciting too, because who knows what that means for the Texans. And I'm I'm really really ready for them to make some picks so we know what we're looking at going forward into training camp and then opening day. I actually forgot about that, Tom. The draft is this week in four days. And when the Texans, we'll probably come on here and live stream before and then after the Texans picks. I don't know if we'll be on here long enough, if we can stay on long enough to do the two and the 12 because it takes so long. So we're going to come on after each pick Sounds and good. talk about the Texans picks. And the ones before it, we can we can talk about all that. And uh, looking forward to y'all's comments. Anyway, thanks for tuning in here on the Fans First Sports Network live on StreamYard. You listen to the broadcast of the Bullpen, a Houston Texans podcast.